Love hear it, Eric. All right, who's excited? <laughs> I just hit the button. I didn't tell you. Um, welcome. Oh, the echo's back. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I can't. I can't take it anymore. But whatever. Um, we Shit. have a lot of tech issues. Um, oh jeez. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. Let's see. Uh, we're here with another show. Sorry we're late. There's been a lot of uh, tech issues, a lot of crazy things going on. Um, but how are you guys? Let's see how it sounds. Oh, I mean, I thought I, I wanted to hear from Smokey. I wanted to see if the, the, the echo is stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so we hear it only when everyone else talks, though. Oh, yeah. I don't know what this sort of negative vacuum energy that I've been exuding through the audible waves of space and time today, but I have somehow manipulated them uh, in, in order to boost my own signal and clarity at the expense of all of yours. And I, I'm so sorry to everyone else here, uh, I gotta say, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping this goes away. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Just turn your mic down like as much as you can. That'll be the best. Um... Yo, can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You have a really loud voice. We can hear you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I might not even need a microphone, you know? <laughs> uh, you honestly probably don't. Like, I, I think you're probably good. Um, so, Eric, tell, tell the people. they. Uh, I th uh, Smokey was on the show recently, but most of the people listening to the show probably don't know who you are. So tell, tell the people about you. I absolutely don't know who I am. <laughs> um, I, an Irish guy working for DLF, um, behind the scenes, basically. All the Twitter posts that you might see in DLF, it'll be, you know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, did you lose me there? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, yeah, well, I, I work behind the scenes at DLF. Uh, basically, all the Twitter postings that you see online, they're either myself or Eric Dickens. So we've Eric out. We've, we've cornered the market on Twitter, basically, for DLF. Um, so that's where you see me. I was a, in a previous past life, I was an editor for another fantasy site where Tyler began. So that's how I got to know Tyler. And he's, he followed me to DLF, so it's great. <laughs> oh, I, I wish that were actually how it happened. Um, <laughs> it's not. But yeah, that was a long time ago. What was that, two years ago? I've been at DLF for a long time. Uh, yeah. Two years? Are we talking two years like it's a long time? It is, yeah. Well, how is it? Come on. Two years, that seems like a very short speck of time. In the grand scheme of things. Well, given here. your energy level, I mean, I think <laughs> people think that you're like 23, right? Totally. Well, you know, that, that might be dating me a little bit, but... Uh... Oh, sorry. 23 <laughs> Are you happy? Thank you. Thank you. Yes, the exuberance of a much younger than I should be man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know that we... Uh, I do have... There wasn't much news. Uh, there was a little bit of news that we can talk about on... Um, and yeah, we will, uh, you know, what do we, so what is, uh, what is this? I don't even know what this means. What do we think about Bryce Young wanting to throw in a more controlled environment instead of the combine? Does the NFL play in a controlled environment? 
What, what, I don't understand. I, I think what he might be getting at, peanut butter jelly time, badass name, uh, what he might be getting at is they might be playing up to his strengths to showcase that kind of stuff. He also might have seen that stat that I came across earlier. I cannot remember who it was. I'm so sorry if someone knows who this was. Please correct me here. But it was the effect of no quarterback that's gone num number one overall uh, since 2019, I believe, has thrown at the Combine. That's uh... So maybe he saw that and he's like, well, I'm going to go number one. I, I don't care what you say. The stat is continuing, so I I'm just uh, going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I get he that. He threw out through college, so... I don't don't need to see him do it in, in Indianapolis. Like. Everyone mm -hmm. else is going to throw, though, right? I mean, he's the only one who's not going to throw. Yeah, he yes, from what I throw. see. Um, yeah, so there was some... So if you're here, as always, uh, like the video, leave a comment, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notifications bell. Uh, we, we, have our week, <laughs> we have our weekly shows, as everyone knows. Um, and then, you know, if you really like it, you can um, you can uh, leave a super chat or a sticker or have a YouTube membership. Although I will say, if you're going to sign up for the YouTube membership, you might as well just sign up for the Patreon. You don't actually get anything with YouTube membership. It's not really integrated into my other stuff. Uh, so I can put a link to the Patreon in the chat. And that's where you can get my Discord and, and all of that other stuff. Um, Pronto Dave says, uh, Smokey. My man. I love that. Um, okay. Let's see. So I did have a few things in the uh, news section. So the first one is uh, DeAndre Swift. Hmm. Apparently the Lions don't like him. Um, what do we... What do we think about that? I mean, I know I, uh, I think the people know what I feel about DeAndre Swift. They know that I don't like him. Uh, but, but what do you guys think about DeAndre Swift uh, and his future? Um, yeah. What do you guys think? Get I out mean, of Detroit, I man! Cashed <laughs> I cashed out big in them last year, so I, I hit him at the top of the market. So, what did uh, you get? Do you have an example? Do you off the top of your head? Um, you see, it was he was in the, in the league. So I mean, it's mainly dollars, so it's uh, rollover dollars and and. Uh, oh, you're stuff. talking like a budget auctions. league or something? Yeah, auction is be auction league with rollover budget. Um, the equivalent to be, I suppose, two firsts in a which is two early firsts, I suppose. Oh well, that's pretty good. I do. You, do you think? You can get any first now. I, I don't. I don't know about that. I'd probably. I'd probably pay. I'd probably pay nine ten maybe for. Him. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think I would pay that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this report is very surprising, given like how the team has used him and how he was kind of been portrayed on the team alongside a much more lovable, likable guy, Jamal Williams, obviously getting more important touches, more valuable touches, especially in a like fantasy sense this year. But I, I mean, it, it's hard not to still believe in his talent. So I do hope, like Smokey said, like he, maybe he lands somewhere else that'll, you know, further utilize him in the way he 
has been on like a smaller basis by the Lions, but it, it's tough to say. I would even give up. Yeah, like you were saying, kind of a nine ten. Like I would still be kind of hesitant on that. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, if he gets out of Detroit, where is he going? Who, well, who's gonna Who's gonna be the one to make a move for a guy like him? Nobody. I think that it's more saying that this is the last year of his rookie deal and that uh, Detroit isn't really interested in having him on the team beyond this year. I don't think anyone's going to trade for no. him. I mean, he's cheap. You need backup running backs or whatever he's going to be. You, you need things like that. So I don't think anyone's going to trade for him. It's just I don't think Detroit's going to be keeping him. I think it's it's kind of like kind of like Miles Sanders going into this year, really. Although Miles Sanders actually had a pretty good year, and now he's going to walk. Mm-hmm. Very nice market for the running backs this offseason. Uh, yeah. So well, for 107? Really. Not really. Yeah, There's a lot of running backs. I make backs. that trade. And not a lot of spots. No, that's what I mean. There's going to be running backs to choose from anywhere for these teams. Well, it's a good market for the teams, but there's a lot of guys, and, you know, it makes it easy for them. Uh, all right. I would take this. Mm-hmm. Swift for 107? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Swift's biggest hater moved to Carolina. What? I, I don't understand this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty Sorry. lost. Uh, I'm <laughs> um, all right. So the next thing on my list was, and, and please put put some questions in the chat because, like, I, I, you know, I don't bring that much stuff for this show, so. You know, if there aren't a lot of questions in the chat, the show's not going to be very long. So, you know, it's really <laughs> up to you guys uh, on, on that front. So, Javante injury issues. It looks like he's going to be out for most or a lot of 2023. Uh, what, what, do we, what do we think about that? Not good. <laughs> like, like, what can you do? With that? <clears throat> you, you, you can't cash out low. Do you, you have to hold. I mean, let's see. It would be such a loss. I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard to come back from this. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> I mean, but, like, what what are they going to use him like when he comes back? What's their other plan? Who do they even have there other than him? Do they have anyone else under contract right now? Was Boone just a one-year? Uh, I mean, they – yeah, Latavius Murray yeah. is also a free agent. I think – Oh. Isn't Chase Edmonds on that team? But he's, yeah, but he's gonna I be a cap casual. He's gonna be a cap. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, we don't know really what that running back situation is gonna be by the time he is healthy, and by that time we really it's it's like you said, it's just like very risky, kind of banking on a full return to what we saw. Obviously, like right before his injury, we were finally like, it's here, the breakout. Look at him. Look at his usage, and then. All, of course, like the fantasy fantasy gods love to do it. And they're just like, all right, injury. Just like, you know, Brees Hall, too good. Injury. It's just like. Too soon. It's, just, it's like, it's, it's, it's brutal. But <laughs> that's just like, you know, that you, you can never like plan for stuff, stuff like that. And no, and it just, it, it, but it's always going to happen. So it, it's really tough. And it's, it's. It's sad to see because obviously, you know, he was creeping up and up and up those dynasty running back ranks and he was 
I'd say pretty firmly in the top five at one point and looking like, you know, one of the next great, but now it's tough to, to really expect much when he does come back. <laughs> like we're going to, we're going to have to need to give him some time to really see if he'll, he'll come back to where he was. It's going to be a recurring team, but I got out of him high as well last year. I, <laughs> I, I love it. For him as a... <laughs> I think we're learning a theme. Like when running backs gain a lot of value in dynasty, you generally want to get out from under them. Like, you don't want to hang on to these high-end running backs unless, I mean, there are situations where you do, but, you know, Bijan Robinson coming into the NFL is one where he's going to come in as a high-end value and, and you want to hang on to him. But most of the time when these running backs go up in value, when they haven't, especially with Javante Williams, and, and to a degree with DeAndre Swift, when they haven't actually proven that they should be there, uh, it's a good time to get out. See, I have a problem with Bijan as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that uh, he'll go one on one, but like, you look at the Superflex uh, ADP, like, how many running backs are there in the first two rounds? Like, I don't care how good he is, I want one of the quarterbacks. Yeah, That's I mean, fine. I would. I mean, Bijan's worth more, so, you know. Yeah, but get out of him, like, get, move back, get out of the one on one if you have it. Um, Get him worked more. He might. He'll probably be at his peak at the draft, um, and he doesn't appear on the field after that. Is bringing him down. He's like a new car going out. <laughs> oh, okay. That <laughs> is losing value the minute. To be fair, that is very true, and I'm fine putting. For most of the time, the offers I've seen for the 101 favor the offer, as in the offer is worth more than the 101. Like I love mm-hmm. Bijan, but the offers are usually better than actually drafting him. So I get it. I mean, in that case. I'm fine with it. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you should be willing to move anybody. Like, you shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be flexible. That's what I was Except for I Kyle Anthony Pitts. No, no. <laughs> Never. No. Never. No. I, I mean, to be honest, with the offers I've seen for Pitts, I have yet to see one that I would accept. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean there isn't one. He's, he's my ride or die. <laughs> Fuck, I should have worn my pitch shirt. Damn it. Well, you did. <laughs> uh, I'm heavy rebuilding and don't have much of a choice but to trade A.J. Brown. I will say, if you're rebuilding, A.J. Brown is someone who's valued pretty highly, isn't going to gain any more value. He's not going to be valued more. So he is someone I would put on the block and see what I could get. What's the least you'd be willing to take in terms of future rookie picks? I mean, it's got to be a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I- I'm not just going to give him away. I mean... Tyler, we saw in in one of our group chats on Twitter, someone traded for AJ Brown, and I I thought that was the, the biggest smash except. So they got AJ Brown and a second rounder this year for Saquon Barkley and two thirds, and I was like, I, I mean, it's that that seemed like way less than I'd be expecting back for AJ in a second in in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> and so I mean, rightfully so, everyone's telling them, you know make that trade um and he, he got he got aj on his team and so i mean right now wow. i'd say most <laughs> most most dynasty ranks were looking at aj like four through seven like somewhere around there like and so he like you said like it, it's tough and he's not going to gain probably more value so but at the same time like you have to capitalize and and really 
get that value where you're when you're looking at the top five, you know, dynasty wide receiver. So, I, I mean, if you're in a heavy rebuild, I I would prefer to try to get, you know, two firsts. Include like it, I, I'm not, I don't care if it if you're being offered kind of, you know. Uh, obviously, it it changes wh- which where in the first round you are. Obviously, but I would prefer to kind of stretch out the value you're getting back, the assets you're getting back in the rookie draft over the course of at least like two years. If you're in that much of a rebuild and you're trading away such a big asset and like value uh, player of your team, but yeah, it's gonna have to be a lot. Yeah, well, 102, 105, 102 and 105 for that to us. Oh, I would take it. Yeah, one. I'd rather have one. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'd be thinking. That's what I'd be going for now. I mean, some people really like. I mean, I really like. Everyone really likes AJ Brown. It's not mm-hmm. about that. I mean, he's a fun player too. Just like in general, to watch, just a beast on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, use that news to buy Williams low in Dynasty. Uh, no. Nope. No. 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 No, we're not I don't think do I that. want to. No, we're not going to do that because I can tell you that whatever he's worth now, when he doesn't play week one, he's going to be worth less. He's going to be worth less when he does not play week one than he's worth now. And he's not going to play week one. It's like J.K. Dobbins. I warned you. What if they go on, what if they go on draft games? Like in, in That's draft even worse. Like that's not good. That's <laughs> even worse. Mm-hmm. Like you're just describing yeah. a situation that's worse, not better. So, no. <laughs> Don't buy him low. His value is going to continue to decline until he is imminently coming back. So if you want to buy him, the time to buy him is when you hear he's not going to play week one. Then you can buy him. He's going to be worth even less than he's worth now. So he's a, a hard uh, no for me. I'll just avoid him. I, I, I'll let him be someone else's problem. He hasn't shown enough on the field for me to be desperate for him. He's been... He has an injury, and I just they're gonna have to bring another running back. So I'll I'll let someone else deal with him, but not not for me. Uh, Swift or Burks? It's easily Burks. Burks. A lot. For me, it's not it's not very close. Which is against the ADP actually. The ADP I believe is the other way, uh, but I, I strongly disagree. <laughs> I have almost no interest yeah. in Swift, and I still no argument there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, mean, here, actually, I, I, I don't know if it's like a that massive, massive of a gap, but I would still prefer the young wide receiver over. So I have February's know. DLF ADP actually just looked like it was posted because I think whatever the last time I looked, it was still January. So I have February's <laughs> DLF ADP here. It says that DeAndre Swift is 40th overall and RB 13. That's still too high for me, but not as horrible as his value was. And Traylon Burks is 45 overall and wide receiver 24, and that seems like a value. So 24. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have uh, I have Burks worth more than a round more, and Swift worth more than a round less. So I yeah I don't agree with that ADP at all. Uh, yeah, so I'll take Burks easily. RBs are gross. Yes. So in Dynasty, uh, excluding rookies for a second. Correct. The, I'm looking at the running backs. I'm looking at their prices. You know, let's let's look at the ADP. Why don't, why don't we look at it? So uh, Jonathan Taylor is RB2 and 8 overall. 
That honestly isn't horrible, but I, it's still probably a little much for me. Brees Hall is RB3 at 9 overall. That, that's honestly probably of the higher-end running backs, probably my favorite. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, RB4, 9.33. That's a hard no. Kenneth Walker, RB5, 14.67 overall. That I actually don't mind. That I don't mind. I'm okay with that. In a one, Top this is one QB. Second, yeah. yeah, in a one QB, I'm fine with Kenneth Walker being the second player on my team. I'm actually mm -hmm. okay with that. So that one is not bad. Saquon Barkley, RB6, 16.33. That's too, too high. high. Uh, mm -hmm. Travis Etienne, RB7, 26.17. It's actually not bad. Some Fair of these enough. values are okay. It's really the middle range where it starts to get horrible. Uh, Najee Harris, Javante Williams, Ramondre Stevenson, DeAndre Swift, all of them. I don't, I just don't want those players. You know, J.K. Dobbins is another one in that range. I don't, I don't really want. There is likely a whole mess of guys I want other than them at that price. I'm glad to see people are finally out on Alvin Kamara. RB27 and 83.33 overall. How the mighty have fallen. Stop yeah. getting caught on video, man. You want to be a fucking moron? Make sure there are no cameras. And just assume there are cameras anywhere. So don't be a moron. Fuck. <laughs> it's 2023. There are cameras everywhere. Thank you. <laughs> Realize that shit. Crazy. 10 team super flex start 10. Uh, 12 team super flex start 10. Sorry. Um, that was the AJ Brown one. Um, all right. Traded CeeDee Lamb for Pittman and Kenneth Walker. Thoughts? Well, Pittman's likely getting a quarterback this year. I can't be worse. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fair. Sounds about right. It's a... I, I was going to say, it's tough to give up CD. Obviously, we've seen this past year, he really kind of ascended, and most people have him right behind those, those top two dynasty, obviously, JJ and Chase, but... It seem it does seem like a fair price. We were just talking about Ken Walker's startup price, and we're yeah. saying, oh, that's not, actually not a bad price. And and obviously, CD is going to be before that, Pittman a little later. But it 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 seems it seems pretty fair. Yeah. I wouldn't want to because I love CD so bad, but it's good. Yeah, value. I, I would do I'm, the deal, exactly taking at. my heart out of it. Yes. <laughs> Gotta rip your heart Fucking. to shreds. Is that what you're saying? Hey, I love my boy Sedarian Lamb. He is <laughs> oh wow, just fantastic. Sedarian. That's right. That's right. Oh, why aren't I wearing my CD Lamb shirt? I could have had like six costume changes by now to keep relevant with the conversation. I'd just be sitting there peeling off layers. Fucking yeah, I love this guy now. <laughs> Fuck, I got them all here too, man. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you, Toronto Dave. Uh, traded 104, 105, and 108 for Justin Fields in 203. Uh, 12 teams for flex. So essentially, that's probably going to be like uh, something like Gib two of Gibbs, Addison, and JSN. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe Levis or Anthony Richardson for Fields and 203, which is like, I don't even know. Say flowers. Like when you put it that way, how does it sound? Justin Fields and Zay Flowers for that. Mm -hmm. You're just not a fan of Fields, to be honest. Not a fan. Oh, I think you're yeah. going to get some pushback there. 
I don't care. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, my man. Eric, why don't you write? Why don't you? When was the last time you wrote something? I find it easier reading through people's stuff and and just saying fuck it. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was. You know. It's been a long time since I've actually heard any like since I've actually heard anything from any of the editors. Most of the time, my stuff just goes, and it, you know, I used to, I used to hear a lot more, but I think I've gotten better. There you go. Practice makes yeah. perfect. Yeah, I mean, well, I've had hundreds of articles of practice. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Oh man. Honestly, uh, in Superflex, I think I want the field side. I think fields is worth more. Yeah. Because you're not getting one of the top two guys with that 104. So it's like, uh, I mean, if you have a surplus of quarterbacks and, you know, you're just, you have the luxury of peeling off a guy who's proven to be good in a shitty situation, which is <laughs> hopefully getting better. Um, and I mean, they've got the number one pick. If they trade back, they could amass a lot of capital and they could turn this thing around quick. Get him some fucking receiving help. Come on. Just look at my mock. It's so easy. It's so easy. Just get a fucking receiver. Or three. Load them up. What you have is not it. I love Mooney. Don't get me wrong. Claypool, he's a hometown guy. I Yeah, but he's not the guy. All right, so get him some receiving help. I want the field side in this. Uh, ham sandwich. Oh, man, I was just going to say peanut butter and jelly sandwich from earlier, man. That was a callback right there. Um, I don't know. Pre-roll or something? Um. Are you even going to get that? I see you. I see you up there. You're welcome. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. You, you always got uh. to make sure to theme the show around the guest. <laughs> got to theme the show around the guest. That's what you have to do. Um, do you have any products to advertise? <laughs> Not really. I don't know. I just, I just gotta. I gotta clean something off my keyboard right here. I don't know. Uh, if if you all like hats, <laughs> I mean, you, you can get that at ViridianGlobal.com. But uh, I do have a merch store that's gonna be dropping on my YouTube soon enough. Uh, probably within the next. A couple and where days. can people find that YouTube? Oh, uh, you can just search the Smoke Show <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, you can see my dumb face all over everything. It's it's a it's a clever marketing trick that's just terrible but I'm very vain, so it works for me. <laughs> wow, this is the first show where I haven't been the most vain one on the show. <laughs> There's always going to be another dog up. waiting to eat. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Pacino said it best at the end of Devil's Advocate where he's standing at the top of the stairs and it's just going up to the fade out. It's just like, vanity, my favorite sin. <laughs> <laughs> in, in all seriousness though sure. i have a pick value chart on my patreon so and honestly i don't even like this value but according to the the chart that i have maybe this means i need to move Devontae down even more it says that in a one qb he's worth between the 108 and the 109 and in Superflex, he's worth between the 112 and 201 but i don't even like that value so maybe oh i'd make that trade <laughs> he's still too high Maybe I need to move him down more, if that's really what I think. Yeah, yeah, I'd, um, I'd make those trades. 
uh, I got to, you make that trade to get rid of Javante or yeah interesting um yeah, no, I, but this is a, a important exercise it's an important exercise when you have rankings and you get to a point like that or, or in this case a pick value chart when you get to a point like that you have to be willing to change it you know if you don't like it you have to be willing to change it i, I don't think the pick values are wrong as in I'm, I'm happy where the pick values come in overall on my chart which means that that's probably correct and it's the javante ranking that needs to change to uh acclimate itself to those values and i'm really not happy uh, with so, these values, and I'm not. So I got to change. Um, I so I I, I just quickly checked to keep trade cut to see if I could find some players that they that you know the site and a lot of the people think are somewhat even. So I got two names for you. I want to know which which who you'd rather have, Javante or them. We got Josh Jacobs. That's what I thought. And then. Another kind of on the other side, Devontae Adams. Oh, give me Devontae Adams. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Devontae Adams. Yeah. That's so, I mean, I do think he he's still kind of too high up in most people's ranks in, in value on here, for example, and stuff like that. So, yeah, you can get like those picks kind of late in the first depending on super flex or not uh, i'm definitely doing that i'm worried about like we said at the top of the show just kind of how he's going to come back what's going to happen what that backfield is going to look like how that injury is going to affect him long term i don't think well, Sean you're a, a young receiver forever. for yourself like bucks and you'll be happy <laughs> oh that would be great yeah that'd be great i mean yeah. if i could get trail on burks for i bet you could do it i bet you could well, why not try it? Then that's a great idea. Why don't yeah. try it? Like, you know, it's try. What's the worst case? They reject it. Like, is that the end of the world? Like, no. Yeah. Might as well try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh boy. You want to talk about a big one? I think this one is a big one. Ooh, spicy. Waddle and ETF. Oh, that's JJ. Oh, that's JJ. I yeah. Oh. Man. Yeah, I think you can get more return for that. I love those pieces. I do. Don't get me wrong, but if you put it in, Justin Jefferson, you, man. I can tell you, if you put it in a trade calc, it's gonna prefer the Waddle side. Man, I know. No, so surprisingly, I just quickly did that on keep trade cut at least. Prefers <laughs> J, prefer JJ side. Yeah. See, even the computers know. Fuck. <laughs> I, yeah. No. I mean, I, I like to reference it only because it's it's a platform you know people kind of use to and they like it takes the their values into, into play people. and stuff. But that's and that's fair. It's just like somewhat to get a, a public kind of view on it. And I, I I was on your side. I, I thought for sure it would view the Waddle and ETN as more yeah, the, value, the, but the DLF calc has. Uh... So Waddle and ETN at 1,514 and Justin Jefferson at 970. So it prefers the Waddle and ETN by a lot. Hey. The old Bronx hey, fucking cheer. Don't, don't, don't be mean to, to DLF. Their, their trade analyzer is uh, fine. I'm allowed to disagree. Hey, usually I bash on trade analyzers. You know, I'm never going to be too positive towards any trade analyzer, but I, I will say they did a good job uh, this offseason of really working on the rookie pick values. Uh, some of the player values I still think are 
wildly. Have you ever traded with an algorithm? <clears throat> what uh, What do you mean by that? There's an algorithm in every league, Smokey, but there's some guy who's an algorithm in every league. There are some people who literally just plug the trade in to trade calcs and decide based on that if they're going to do it. So I do God like bless them. <laughs> well, I've, def I've, def I've definitely traded with an algorithm. <laughs> I, like I actually try and trade with algorithms. Fair point. Even now. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to get chat GPT on our ass. <laughs> Is that a thing in video yet? <laughs> Watch. Watch. It's, you're going to get chat GPT. And it's going to talk about uh, the smoke show. And it's going to talk about, you know, uh, it's going to have your laugh and everything. And then uh, you'll be replaced. You know, chat GPT will replace you. Shit. Shit. I, I better not be number one on that list, man. If, if my algorithm's that easy to replicate, well, fuck me. My branding is off. <laughs> yeah. I just realized my, my sock is on inside out. Sorry, this is just bugging the shit out of me here. I'm surprised people haven't come after me on my algorithm on Twitter. Like, I like I don't oh, that's do way better. during the season, but like so many people come to me for start sit questions. I, I don't, I don't even barely ask for them anymore. That's great. It's nice to have I'm a gravitational pull. Nobody has like challenged me for that market, but I've, this season I went, I was so overwhelmed. Like I realized the limits of being one human. Like, people don't realize, like, I think a lot of people think that I have, like, a whole team, <laughs> or, like, help. <laughs> like, I do all the spreadsheets myself. Badly, I might add, because I'm not an Excel expert. So, yeah, I, uh, I don't know, I, I had to answer, like, every third question or something. <laughs> and then people got mad at me. I was like, I don't, I don't How care. dare you? Yeah, How dare you? <laughs> How dare me want to spend time with my friends or something? How, how dare me? You know? I know. I shouldn't have a life, right? Like, <laughs> I don't, you know, I, all I should do is just be the fantasy robot. Um, that's what Twitter would say. Oh, so it's perfect. We are actually talking about this earlier. I don't think that's a coincidence that we have a question about it now. Um, 101 Thank you, chat for, GP. <laughs> no, this is a real person. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Nick Lester. If that's your real name. <laughs> 101 for 224 first, 206, and 209. <sighs> I do it every day. Oh, did I, man? Huh? Yeah. I do it with that. Easy. You, get, you, you plug in, you plug in oh, two the running backs. And the contender for the year. Oh. Yeah, this is not... This is not that much. Is it? For the 101, if, this is not If, if you're a Bijan away from getting to where you need to be, you make that deal. Yeah, I'm fine making this deal as well. But yeah, if you're I, not a Bijan away, I'm not making that deal. But I, maybe, I, maybe I would, yeah. I don't know, 224 first. Yeah, he's a contender. Uh, I do feel like, I mean, just seeing some of the trades I've seen go down involving that 101, this doesn't seem like it's on like the higher end necessarily. Like I feel like I've honestly Oof, seen make that trade then for more values. It's not on the higher end. <laughs> right? That's what you're saying too, Tyler? Yeah, no, it's like it, 
it seems kind of middling, if anything, than some of the offers I've seen that people are throwing out there for the 101. Yeah, I agree with that. Aw, thank you. I know you don't <laughs> actually always tune in, but I appreciate you saying that you do. <laughs> I appreciate that. Sometimes my, my friends appear <clears throat> in the show, even the ones who, even the ones who hate football. <laughs> um, very sweet. Um, no, I I did. I I do sometimes tell my friends that like the YouTube is kind of like my white whale, and like it's as in like it's just it's been a nightmare. Not not that I hate doing it, but it's just been it's been tough. It's tough. Like the algorithm is tough. The growth is tough. Like it's hard to succeed on YouTube. Feels like a grind, and it's it's the one place where anyone can kind of make a difference like even if even if you're not like interested in football like you can still leave comments and likes and all that and subscribe so you know with all my other stuff there's not as much you can do but the youtube is the one place it's easiest for people who aren't into the industry to actually still support me so that's why you sometimes see <laughs> random comments uh, so does that does that make you ishmael or ahab it's been a while since i've read uh, melville here i've never read it oh no <laughs> never read it <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know how to read. How many, how many spreadsheet tables in that book? <laughs> yeah, you know, how about pictures? I love pictures. That's my favorite thing about DLF is I can include a lot of pictures in my article. Fair. To make a lot of pictures. That's, there you go. Well, like, each each one's a thousand say, words. If you're getting paid on a word count, you're just smashing. The best thing about a DLF membership that no one ever uses. No one ever uses it. It's weird. The writers do, but I don't actually hear anyone with a TLF sub can use these things. I just never hear about anyone using them. Like, never. But it's very underrated. There's so many of these tools. I use them all the time in my articles, but you can use them for whatever you want. <laughs> uh, so I would suggest that, uh, taking a look at that. They're, they're under the tools section of the TLF uh, But yeah, it's part of, the, part of the reason I love writing there. It makes writing articles so easy. Um, thoughts on Jahan Dotson? Buy, sell, hold. Uh, he's a buy. Buy, hold. Yeah, buy, hold. Yeah. If you haven't hold him, buy him. Yeah, That's right. ADP. And let's take a look. Okay, so with rookies included, he's wide receiver 34 and 66 overall. Jesus. Woo! Give me yeah. some Dotson! Yeah, I mean, with rookies included, you know, that'll... I had him at 44, but I would assume I'd have probably at least seven, eight rookies ahead of him. So that still puts him at like 51, 52 for me. So over a round of value. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it, at his price, he's a buy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, he look, he was drafted in the first round, showed talent as a rookie. Mm -hmm. Those players usually end up being good most of the time. So I would. Uh, he's pretty young. There's really no reason not to, just because you don't like the quarterback situation, I guess. But you know, talent rises eventually. Uh, he already balled out. He's got a nose for the end zone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, we know that that's not consistent, but. No, but it's nice to see but, from a rookie. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see from a rookie. And we also have, like, I think a little bit unreasonable expectations sometimes for rookies. I mean, for a rookie, 43 receiving yards a game is, is good. Mm -hmm. We would like to say it's bad, but it's not. No. It's not bad. 
What do we do with Cooper Cup? Nobody mm. talks about him anymore. There's a reason nobody talks about him. Uh, because Cooper Cup has kind he's of... too expensive. It's not that he's too expensive, but he's... he's he still is, into... doesn't he? He's still way up in ADP. I'm trying to find him. Where is he? Where is he? Like, we it's Cup with a K. Wow. <laughs> his, ADP, his ADP... Not that. His ADP... What, so despite rookies being included, in January, he was... 49th overall, which was a ridiculous value. Now, he's 25th overall, which is no longer a value. No. A wide receiver. Wow. But he had... 49. Kind of oh, man. That sounded great, right? But wow. <laughs> I'm not really wow. in on him at his... Uh, I'm not going to pay wide receiver 15 price for Cooper Cup anymore. So if that's if that's the case, I'll, I'll pass But yeah, with Cooper yeah. Cup, this, the difference between the buy and the sell price is so high that, like, people don't want to pay anything. So, mm-hmm. I think if you have Cooper Cup, if he's you're... Or, or sell. If you're in a desperate rebuild... He's a hold if they're going to win the league. Up, yeah. I, it's honestly at the point of, like, I'm not even sure he's really worth selling at all. He's just such a tough sell. Nobody really wants to sell him. And I think Cooper Cup has more than one good year left. He's the oh, kind absolutely. Of just ride him off into the sunset, man. That's probably what you have to do. Yeah. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Be loyal to the end. I'm fine. <laughs> like, if you somehow got in a situation where your team... Like, let's say you were a team last year that had, going into the year, like Tom Brady, Matt Ryan... And then Cooper Cup was one of your pieces. And now you're the Superflex. Yeah, now you're <laughs> a disaster. And you have to take what you can get. I'm okay doing it. But if you're anywhere near contending, I would just hold Cooper Cup because you're not going to get oh, yeah. near his value. Yeah. You're not, you're not, exactly. You're not going to get what he, like, is worth to you you're in not value even back. You're not 70% of what he's worth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say though, if I'm doing a startup, I just don't take players like Cooper Cup. Yeah. Like I don't. It's the new Agreed. car fallacy, or it's not fallacy, but it's the that Eric was talking about earlier. Like once mm-hmm. you take Cooper Cup, honestly, this is even more extreme than running backs. Once you draft Cooper Cup in a startup, he loses about forty percent of his value. Just second, you drive him off the lot because then, you know, already you'll have half the teams in the league are just not interested in a thirty-year-old wide receiver. Just period. So, yep. Forty uh, percent of the value is lost. So I just, I just don't draft players like startups. But if I have him already, probably a hold. In light of the comments on Williams, oh, I knew you were coming in there. Uh, yeah. How's it going? What's up, much? We we just finished talking about Cooper Cup, and now we're uh, we're talking about uh, look, this. This is the next question. We haven't we haven't started yet. Uh, All right. In light of the comments on Williams, why are we all still so high on Hall? A lot has to go right to maintain top three value coming off a torn ACL. I love him, but it's getting hard to justify holding. Just to give the people a little bit of added information, the uh, difference between Javante Williams and Brees Hall's injuries is significant. They're not the yes. same injury at all. No. Brees Hall had a clean ACL tear. Pretty much when you have a clean ACL tear, you come back 
in like eight months, close to 100% with a clean ACL tear. Think about Dalvin Cook. Think about Dalvin Cook after his rookie year when he tore his ACL. Well, he had some other issues, though. He had some other issues. But, you know, usually you come back. There, he had some other things with ankle and there were some other problems. Unrelated problems. But there were. But he like, came he back after that ACL injury and crushed it, though. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He tore his ACL in 2017, and then he had a bunch of compensation injuries in 2018, 2019 with the year he crushed it. But, yeah. but with Brees Hall, the injury is clean, and he doesn't have any other issues. Also, remember Dalvin Cook had a injury every five minutes. So he had other problems. Dalvin Cook had many injuries. Brees Hall has actually had a very good health history and has a clean ACL tear as his only health issue. So I'm actually not concerned about his health. With Javante Williams, he had multiple ligament damages in his knee uh, in combination with a torn ACL. This is the J.K. Dobbins injury, where J.K. Dobbins did it's the same injury. So J.K. Dobbins, it occurred before the season. So J.K. Dobbins injured August 2021. When would you say J.K. Dobbins was fully healthy? Never. I mean, Has he been? No, I <laughs> yeah. But I would say J.K. Dobbins was game ready in November of this year. Game ready in November. So it took him a year and three months to be ready. So if you look at that timeline, uh, then Javante Williams will not really be game ready for all of 2023, if, if it's the same mm -hmm. timeline. So that's not good. <laughs> that's no. not good. Whereas Brees Hall should be ready uh, before the season starts. Uh, not true. That's not true. Uh, Hall's ACL no. was clean. So he was clean. Not, not true. Yep. That's, why, that's why there's a big ADP difference. You're not hearing about Brees Hall is not going to be ready week one. Everything is, he will be. With Javante Williams, you're hearing constantly, not ready, not ready, not ready, not ready, because he had so much more damage in, yeah. in his name, in addition. You know, like, like Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup, additionally, he had also additional damage. And that's why he, you know, took Looked like support. shit when he came back. Honestly, Michael <laughs> Gallup never recovered from that injury. He's, he hasn't looked game ready yet. So we'll see when it comes. But this this year, baby. This year. We're, we're keeping our fingers so, crossed. Because this one, honestly, I really like. But, no, there's a big difference between an ACL tear that's clean and an ACL tear that's not clean. And I think that's something we have to talk about more and make more clear because I think I get it. I think we get it on the show. But I don't think your average dynasty manager gets it. I think they just see ACL and think they're all the same. But they're really not. So you have to pay attention to details about the injury. It's why we have injury analysts. It's, it's not like I looked at it and came up with this myself. You know, I'm looking at what injury analysts and, you know, people who the doctors, what reports around what the doctors have said about the injury coming out from the team. You know, I've asked around, but it's been very clear that that's the case in this case. If that uh, person's out on Brees, man, go shoot an offer. Get him. Oh, yeah. yeah Most definitely. It's hilarious how everyone expects 1,500 yards as a rookie season now. Um, yeah. People overexpect from uh, rookie wide receivers, I think. Oh, we've been kind of blessed as of recent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But, you know, you can't over... You, know, you gotta be reasonable. You can't make me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's probably true, but... Try. True. I can try. Where are you allowed with Pickens? Just for out of curiosity, with that last comment, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty in on Pickens. I. I would. I'm. I'm on more on the buy side than I am on the sell side with Pickens. Well, I think he. Look at the new ADP. 
Yeah, let's look, uh, let's look at where his ADP is at, because okay, I, I think... Oh, wow. Okay, he's wide receiver 33 and 65 overall, so I I like That's him a lot in. more than Jahan Dotson, who is uh, a player right behind him. So I'm very, I mean, even more yeah. on George Pickens than I was oh. Out of those two, fuck yeah, give me uh, give me Pickens all day. Definitely. Every day. They're, Three they're times on Sunday. ADP and I don't even think they're close. No. No, yeah, that's Pickens not. showed way more than Jahan Dotson as rookies. He had more yards. He played more. He didn't get relegated to a bit part role at times. You know, I was going to say, he's got, a, he's got a way easier path to number one on that team than uh, Dotson's got uh, passing McLaurin. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'd say McLaurin. I mean, who's more talented, Terry McLaurin or Deontay Johnson? Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd take T-Mac. Yeah, that's no, it. Yeah, I'm on Deontay's side there. And I'm, I'm, also on, I'm also on Dotson's side over Pickens, to be honest. Oh, really? <gasps> really? That's interesting. I do love Dotson's talent. I really do. I mean, he is a very, very talented wide receiver. But, like, when you look at the wide receivers in front of him, obviously, we we're just mentioning Terry McLaurin a little bit better than Deontay Johnson. I feel like this future with the Steelers is uh, very concerning with Deontay Johnson, as it seems like the relationship isn't always there. While with Terry McLaurin, they extended him to a big, big-time contract. And, and, yeah, George Pickens just showed more in his rookie year than – Dotson did. His like he showed so much more. That much better. No, like, but like the flashes better. that we saw from Pickens were like, oh shoot, this dude could be a top five NFL wide receiver. Uh, yeah. There I were flashes this year where you genuinely believe, where I genuinely believe he could be a top five wide receiver. That they're valued similarly. I saw flashes from Chase Claypool a few years ago too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to talk about uh, how the mighty have fallen? Oh man, I'm right here. When you when you're gonna take a shot at a Canadian, you got at least Warner Brother. Really bad, and uh, he he could retire. Oh, That's oh, great. right in the maple leaf. Ah! That's for you. That's for you. You know. Oh, damn. Question. Trying to move up from 109 to 107. That's interesting. Uh, 24 yeah. second about right. Yes, I would say it's yeah. about right. So what's, yeah. what's, the, what's the, the aim? 107. What's the plan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still a little far out to know exactly. But I do think it's tough. I'm not sure that 107 and 109 are going to be in different tiers. Yeah, it might, it might be, be It might be the same tier. It might be. Yeah. They might be and like, tiers or they might be the same tier. I'm not sure. Genuinely. Yeah, it really depends on I a lot about... I know this far out. Yeah, it, it really depends on a lot where, like, obviously well, we don't know the landing spots, we don't know how the combine's gone, like, we don't really know everything, but... 107 to 109 could be so different league to league as well. It... Well, I, I do think this year is going to be a little bit more chalky than others. Like, Bijan's going to... Well, up to a certain point... Well, no, there are some years where I feel like it's more wide open. And, and this one, I'm not leaning that it's going to be that way. I think that hmm. in most leagues, Bijan is going to, a Superflex leagues, Bijan is going to go one on one. And then yep. Young and Stroud yep. are going to go two and three. And then yep. I, I, people are pretty settled in on Gibbs, JSN, JSN. Yep. as the next three. Yeah. And I think the real question is 
is there going to be and that's going to help answer this question i would aim for one of the first six picks that's what i would I aim for that here. but the real question is is there going to be another player who jumps up to join that group i don't know who that would be it could be quinton johnston if he gets the right landing spot or really goes really high could be i feel, you know, I feel like it was quinton johnson but he actually got like pushed himself out of it once people did more you think it could be like research. one of the quarterbacks like richardson <laughs> yeah, or it would be. Levis? I mean, yes uh, probably not mm-hmm. Levis because people don't people just yeah hate. people don't love him but richardson like if he gets not if he gets put in a spot where he could be the starter right away like that could be a situation where yeah, he gets thrown into yeah, that top if, seven if richardson goes in the top 10 i think people will look at oh him. yeah 100 percent. he's gonna be, a, look he's gonna be all over him. because that means he's going to get a chance for sure I, a chance in a real oh, chance, yeah. not just Most definitely because he has all the fantasy upside in the world yes like he has he hasn't proven that he's good at all i mean his college career says that he's bad he says he's bad but josh allen's college career said that he was bad yeah and he's worked out just fine you know we've had all the reports now that a lot of teams view him as the second best quarterback in this in In this this draft draft class i don't buy that either i'm a gators fan and i'm saying no No, but I, it's it's hard. <laughs> I understand like the appeal, right? It's like he's so in the same I'm mold as guys. Here, this uh, NFL mock draft database, and I've looked. I've been tracking where they say the players are going to go over time, and mm-hmm. I've noticed Anthony Richardson. When I started looking, was like averaging in the twenties. Now they yep. have him at fourteen on average. Not that he's going to go fourteenth overall, but yeah. fourteen is Patriots. <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to happen. But that's <laughs> the mock drafts that they're taking in. They're saying it averages out to an overall selection of about 14th overall. Which, you know, if that's the case, somewhere, you know, if it's on the higher end, it, the current projection that they have is uh, Carolina at nine. So if he actually goes in the top, I think that's fair. Nine, then maybe he could move up to, to 107 and they're maybe in a higher tier. Yeah, but moving back to this trade, if I were doing this trade, like looking to move up from the 109, I'd be looking for 106. Because I think that's like when those 106 we were talking about, those six names, like those guys are locked in. We know what they're, they're probably going to be top six picks. I would probably look for the 106, not the 107. So, yeah, make it worth it to move up. They, they follow up, I think. Oh, I think it's I think worth they, it to move up. I think they include Quentin and Johnson in that tier. Yes. So obviously that's yeah. a difference of opinion among a lot of people. He's been, you know, a very polarizing well, name so far in the in the process. I'll just say this, then. If you want to move up to 109 from 109 to 107, it's never You don't have to do it now, anyway. Well, it's never going to cost. Don't do it now. It's never going to This is the least you're ever going to pay. You're not going to be able to move up for less. Yep. So, if you want to do it and you you want to do it, just do it now because it's only going to cost yeah. more later, not less. So if, if you want to do this and this is what you want to pay and you're okay with that, I'm fine doing it now because you might end up doing it later and paying even more. So that, that's, I think that's the last thing I want to say about that. Uh, Cupper 107. Uh, wow. Man. From a top three team last season, I'm, I'm keeping Cup. I, I would as well. Uh, given that it's the 107, not that top like five, six pick. If it's top like five, top four, that might be a little more tempting. But 107, it could be like that could be kind of outside. We were talking about earlier. I would keep Cup, but it's. Yeah, it's a, I, think I don't it, think it you're getting the 104 or five for Cup anymore. Yeah, probably not. If I saw this done in the league, I wouldn't mind it at all. But I would, uh, I would want the Cup side personally. 
Especially since the PPR. And that window is still open, I'm presuming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we don't know what the team is like now. But yeah, I would... I'll put it this way. If I had Cup and I needed to move him, I would just take it because you're not going to ever get more. You're never going to get the 106 or higher. So I, you're never going to get yeah. more. So this like is, if you're moving towards like a rebuild thing... Like yeah, if you're moving towards a rebuild stage, like if you like you are desperate to get him off your team, I, it'd be okay. But, uh, I, I agree. I I like what Tyler's saying. If you're if you like need to move him, then this is the last chance, last ditch offer that I'm willing to take. But, uh, if you're not desperate, I wouldn't make this move. No, or not like in need of to move cup. Like if you don't need to move cup, I would not make this move. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that. Uh, oh, yep. thank you. Uh, from Sage, uh, thanks. Thank hey. you for all the fantasy advice you give. Uh, I appreciate that. I, I, I really do genuinely enjoy it. Like, I, um, YouTube is stressful because it's live. <laughs> it's, it's stressful. It's live. Like, you know, I, I, um, you'll see it tomorrow. But Hutch and I recorded a, a podcast um, yesterday. We did. It came out great. And part of the reason I think it was easier for me is that no one was watching the look on my face when I recorded it. it didn't matter like it didn't matter like you can't tell I don't think I, mean, I was this- you were <laughs> no one's ever gonna see it so like yeah no one will ever see it I, I do think oftentimes my like I I get a little I don't want to say nervous but like a little self-conscious of the fact that people can see every like little expression on my face even when I'm not talking especially on a five-person show and like sometimes it's better maybe I should do podcast content but sometimes it's better <laughs> you know you can't can't see how I'm feeling, because um, I do think I I do talk I have a lot that I want to say about football, but sometimes it's the other stuff that's always bad. We looked at this right. earlier. Who's a quarterback? Ooh, oh man. Oh okay. Who's a quarterback that you feel has reached their peak and will fall off in the next two seasons? I think a name Tyler. We kind of talked about this actually last night a little bit on my show. That I'll be posting tomorrow. Hutch Brown's fantasy football perspective. Go check it out. Love but anyway, uh, selfless plug there. But uh, <laughs> around. Anyway, um, the the one name I wanted to bring up, we talked about a little bit, Tyler. Uh, Geno Smith. I I hate to bet against him because everyone's been writing him off, and he totally showed out this past year. But we've seen Geno Smith for a long time. He hasn't been good. It hasn't been good for Geno so far. It's nearly a decade of not not good of like not good at all and all of a sudden you just think that he is an elite quarterback now like he's a great quarterback and he finishes the quarterback six for fantasy this past year in most scoring like he was insane his efficiency metrics off the charts and i feel like that is going to come back down this year i don't think that we're going to see geno smith that way and maybe it's he's still like an above average quarterback maybe he falls off completely and just falls off the face of the planet like it it really could go off so many different directions with geno but I don't think we ever see that Geno again. So I, I would like put it. his name in there. I like that one. I would also throw out, um, to a degree, Kirk Cousins. Like, Ooh. I think people have yeah. to realize that I, I – there was an article that was posted today uh, from the Vikings beat that they will not be doing another one-year extension with Kirk Cousins. They won't be doing that. They're not going to be extending Kirk Cousins for another year. So they're either going to be committing – so they're not doing the year-by-year game. They either want Kirk Cousins essentially to commit to a contract to stay in Minnesota for the rest of his career, or what I think is the more likely outcome is that this is it. 
This is it. This is the last mm. year of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. And I will tell you that Kirk Cousins, while he's fine, is being propped up by Justin Jefferson. He, he is. Oh, 100%. He's being propped up by Justin Jefferson. If you take Justin Jefferson away, Kirk Cousins is, you know, I don't know if he's that good. So he's someone I would watch out for because the contract situation is starting to, you know, we'll see. Okay, if he, there, I'm not confident. if he if he gets out of there, there's only going to be a finite amount of places that he could be going to. Think about some of the landing spots. Where could he go that he could have even an equal-ish amount of value? Well, you, you look at a team like Tampa Bay. No, no team is Justin Jefferson besides the Vikings. I don't I don't think Kirk Cousins would be valuable. Wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying going to another Justin Jefferson, but if you go to a place like Tampa Bay Buccaneers where you've got a Mike Evans, you've got a Chris Godwin, you got a couple of guys that can pull loads and everything like that. They could be able to. Yeah. I mean, if, if if your point is about that he is being carried, you want to go to a place where you can still be carried. <laughs> also, people don't realize like it's covered up by the fact that the Vikings were thirteen and four, but Kirk Cousins yeah. showed a drop off in play this year. Fewer touchdowns, more interceptions. Fourteen interceptions, a career high this year. You know, yards per attempt was down. Completion percentage, lowest since 2017. So, you know, passer rating was The Vikings low. even had an addition this and the Vikings even had an addition this year of uh times, highest in his career. Yeah. So I, it was covered up by the record. But remember, QB wins are not a good stat. So I just be careful with Kirk Cousins. He's someone I'm definitely not someone I want to draft at his current Superflex price. Yeah, no. Talk about being carried. I reckon we'll see carried off the field one of these days. Is Stafford like? Well, Stafford, I'm broken, so he's gonna be off the stretch during the next two years, and then and Mac Jones reached reached his peak when he got drafted. Oh man, that's a good name too. Not not Stafford. I mean, Stafford's peak, you know, was his fantasy. Jones is a good name to bring up, I think. Stafford's peak was with Calvin Johnson, like in twenty eleven. Yes, but fantasy wise, not NFL wise. But Mac Jones is the good because I think there's a and 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 probably. Is Daniel Jones is probably going to be at his peak? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Fifty million dollars or whatever. Especially if Saquon Barkley is gone. Especially if Saquon's gone, the Giants still find a replaceable like option. Daniel Jones is going to have. But Daniel can run it. He can run it, man. Yeah, he can run it, but like (laughs) having that run game, like having that comfort of the run game in Saquon Barkley is very helpful to a quarterback, and you don't got that. I I will say though, definitely put a disadvantage. Like I love. I love Daniel Jones, but he had more rushing Why? touchdowns this year than the previous. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, uh, he's. I get it. Like, he honestly wasn't bad this year. I get it, but like for. No, fantasy, I mean, he he cut he his turnovers down significantly, was which was always. He, he was yeah, always he was a he was a very mix. good game manager. That's what he was this better. year. He was better, but the problem is for fantasy, he had seven rushing touchdowns this year, and he has five in his previous three years in the NFL. He had 708 rushing yards this year and, you know, way exceeded his yards per game average in any of the other three seasons. I don't think he suddenly became faster or a better runner in year four in the NFL. That doesn't no. usually happen. 
you don't usually have a runner in your fourth year. So he had an outlier season for fantasy as a runner. Now, he did show progression as a quarterback. But for mm -hmm. fantasy, I think that I agree that you, you expect seven touchdowns and 700 rushing yards again because I think that was his ceiling. That was on the ground. That was the best it's ever going to be. And I am worried that if that comes down just a little bit and the passing doesn't significantly improve, that you're going to be left with, you know, someone who's not that great. And then eventually the Giants realize they could hold him as a bridge for Ash Manning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. That's unreal. That'd be interesting. I love how we're talking about Arch Manning. He's my, my my first Devi pick ever. I got really? a special I, I got a special exemption to draft him while that motherfucker was still in high school. I do want uh, I wait, do want to shout out one name. Him? What's that? I, I heard that he's not even the best quarterback in the class. So. <laughs> what year did you draft Art? Uh, two off seasons ago. Wow. I think. <laughs> So I just looked it up. He's 17 still. Last off he was 15. He's older than yeah. me. He's a year older than me. He's a year older than me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's older than me. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, You're welcome, yeah, guys. Thank you. Happy so can can we draft you this year, Hutch? <laughs> I yeah, actually, what's the value looking like? This is your interview right here, man. I, I, I'm sorry we didn't let you know beforehand, but uh... I got no, I got no value. <laughs> so wait, hold on. I do have one more name I do want to throw out though. Maybe not over the next two years, but I do, I do want to talk about. I know this is crazy because I'm actually an Eagles fan, and I actually want to throw in a name that I think that could regress a little bit in 2023. And I actually want to talk about Jalen Hurts. Now, don't just hold on a second. I know that's kind of crazy. I understand. But he had 760 rushing yards this year and 13 touchdowns on the ground. Which is, when you look at the ratio of rushing yards to rushing touchdowns, that is just an insane number. And we're seeing what the NFL is doing now with like the, the push from behind rule. It looks like they might be changing that this offseason. And I feel like Jalen Hurts this year is not going to get in the end zone as much on the ground. And if he, like, if he loses like seven touchdowns, like we're going to be looking at him pretty differently for fantasy football. Like, if he didn't have that many, we'd be looking at him very differently. So, Jalen Hurts is somebody that I actually think could potentially have some regression in 2022. I'm not saying that – I mean, 2023. I'm not saying he's going to be awful or horrible or he's going to be a bad NFL player or a bad quarterback. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. But for fantasy football, that stat, 760 yards, 13 rushing touchdowns, is a little bit of an outlier. It's a little scary to me. You heard it here, folks. He's a hater. <laughs> not. I'm not. I love Jalen Hurts. I love him. Eagles but it's had 18 touchdowns on the ground, which is a lot. So yes. that's a lot, a lot more than most teams. 18 yeah, rushing I'm touchdowns. With, I'm with Hutch. He's, he's not bad, but I'm going to be sending him high this offseason too. I think Jalen Hurts it's... is someone who has room to, I don't want to say room to grow, but, you know, 18 rushing touchdowns for running backs is a lot. So that, there's room for that to, to come down. The Eagles are a high-powered offense. Jalen Hurts has been a fantasy star for the last two years, and yeah. I would honestly say that I'm not that worried. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Like, yes, the 13 is is crazy for sure. Like, we're not expecting, we're not projecting that ever in his like in the off season. We're not, we're not just like, okay, yeah, he had 13. Like, but I mean, I think it's realistic. He gets 
five six basically every year. <laughs> like yeah, five, maybe six, not maybe not seven hundred, but that's but half. listen, listen, you take away every single rushing touchdown he had this year, he drops down like two spots season long. Like it, he's still that's produced. Crazy. Yeah, it, it, take away thirteen touchdowns. That's that puts him right in between Kirk Cousins Whoa, where'd and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but you take away the other, eight of them, he just slides right behind Joe Burrow instead. The right? other like, thing, and that, that's reasonable. And so I, I just think he's still going to be a like a, a, the way he's showed us last two years. Like he's still going to be a top five guy. Like no question asked. Like, but yeah, I mean, I'm not saying top I, to five, your point, I feel like he's yeah. be drafted. I'm not saying he's not going to be top five. I think he'll be around there. But he's probably going to be. I mean, I don't. I think there's a world where he's drafted number one overall for quarterbacks and redraft next year, and that he's going to be very highly priced. And I, I think that that's going to be a little bit of a reach, to be honest. I could see him being drafted there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, who? I mean, who else? I mean, you could draft Mahomes there. Mahomes is absolutely up there. Allen's up there. But I mean, Allen actually had like a lot of a big stench around Allen in, in the Twitter community lately. Like, I've seen a lot of stench on Allen because of the Bills' performances in the playoffs as of late. Like, not everybody's loving Allen right now. They might throw him down to quarterback three or four in redraft rankings next year. I wouldn't be too shocked. But the only name I see Jalen Hurts really competing with for number one overall quarterback, like overall rankings, is Patrick Mahomes. That's the only one I see him competing with. And if he beats him, he's going to be drafted number one overall uh, among quarterbacks. Yeah. All right, let's, and let's I, I think that's just a tiny bit too high. Let's move on to this one. So this is probably way too early to talk about. But what do you guys think of the 23 23- – quarterbacks versus 24 quarterbacks um yeah. okay so I, in terms of moving out of picks I, I wouldn't there are other players in the class other than quarterbacks i wouldn't obviously yeah. move out of picks or anything like that but just to evaluate that what do we think of the 24 quarterback class are we excited for it i haven't gotten to see much of it all i know is that caleb williams is going to be insane i'll, I'll just say this williams is going to be he's going those to be two guys those two guys yeah, yeah. i'll just say this there are are no special quarterbacks in this year's class. I would agree with that. Um, they're good, but they're not special. There's no Trevor Lawrence level prospect. There isn't even, you know, a Joe Burrow level prospect in this class. You know, this class has some good prospects. Bryce Young is a very good prospect, but he's very, very good. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not a level. Um, you know, of like an Andrew Luck, as someone who's gone number one overall in the past. It's hard to give a good comparison. People ask me for that. It's hard to give a good comparison from a past class, you know, quality-wise for Bryce Young. Because, I mean, he is worthy of a number one overall pick, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I think he's know. worthy to be put it there. It's hard once you know how it's worked out, right? Like, yeah. comparing them. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like, if I say that he's a similar prospect quality to, I don't know, like, Baker Mayfield, he'd laugh at me. That's because I know that Baker Mayfield didn't work out. Hey, Baker was hot in college, man. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Baker Mayfield was the number one overall pick in the past. You know, he's probably a similar, to be honest, he's probably similar prospect quality to Kyler Murray. You know, not I Kyler think Murray, honestly, like, fantasy, even when you look at the fantasy upside. Yes. As a number one overall pick. They're solid, worthy of a number one overall pick, but it's not Trevor Lewis, someone who, or Andrew Luck, or even Joe Burrow, who's probably as a prospect just touch below those two like as a prospect you know yeah. it's not a generational prospect nor is it in what i would call a not every year prospect it's the next step down a regular number one overall pick is where i would rate right now um 
But Caleb Williams, I think, has the possibility to be, at the very least, the Joe Burrow-level prospect, potentially, mm-hmm. uh, if it's really good, potentially a Trevor Lawrence level. Uh, so hmm. he'll be a tier above anyone in, in this class. As of now, oh, yeah. obviously a lot can change. Uh, just hopped on. Oh, I was actually just talking about Bryce Young. Um, can uh, can Bryce Young reach that second tier of quarterbacks we keep talking about? Uh, well, I wonder what that means. Um, I think the first tier, I guess, is like the Mahomes, Allen, you know, Hurts, Burrow kind of group. The second tier, and Herbert. I suppose it's in there as well. The second tier, I think, includes, you know, Lawrence for now. Fields and Lamar for fantasy. Fields for fantasy. I don't know if he has for real life. Lamar, Lamar, maybe a little bit, kind of in the mix. Uh, Sean Watson, if he gets Zach together. Dak Prescott. Yeah! (laughs) Like. Did R. Kelly? No. Not How'd that motherfucker end up? <laughs> Is, isn't R. Kelly in jail? Yeah! It worked <laughs> out for once. That's where I think the John Watson Jesus is. Christ. Yeah, you're We're goddamn right. Fuck that motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I only say that because Hutch isn't here. I wouldn't mess with his fucking virgin ears, man. Love you, Hutch. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I, I curse all the time. Uh... Yeah, can Bryce Young reach that that tier, the second tier quarterback? I, I do agree with the premise of the question that I don't think Bryce Young is ever going to be a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen that first tier. I, I don't think he's going to be that. I don't think that's in his range. On um, pure skill alone, no. No, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that in his range of outcomes. Mm-hmm. He's not that kind of player, either for fantasy or real life. No. Can he reach the second tier though? Like you know where Tua was before people started panicking about the concussions this year, where Dak has lived for his career essentially. <laughs> That's what Dak has been until now. People are starting to say, is he tier two or tier three? But before that, I before this year, I think people had him solidly in tier two. Can he reach that tier? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think that's his most likely outcome is to become a part of that second tier, maybe near the lower end. You know, I don't know if he has the fantasy upside. For fantasy, near the lower end. For real life, I think he could be in that in that group completely. But since he doesn't run as much as like Fields or, or Lamar, of course, I don't know if he can get to the top end of that tier for fantasy. But for real life, absolutely, I would say absolutely. How's that? How does that sound? I think that's pretty consensus opinion, though. I think that I sounds think people fair. People are all pretty much have the same opinion about Bryce Young. He's a solid prospect. He's probably going to be good in the NFL. He probably is not going to be a high-end fantasy option to the level of breaking fantasy. But in Superflex, he'll be reliable, solid, and good for his career. That's most of what I've heard. That's how I feel. So I'm, I'm good with that's it. How I would, that's how I would think about it, too, honestly. I hear a lot of complaints that he's short, but I think we're past that. I, I think hey, don't that. be a height supremacist, all right? Look at the but kids' I skills. Past, I think we're past that, though. I think yeah. we're past people just writing off a quarterback because he's short. Good. Is he as tall as me though? Because I'm like I'm like almost five eleven. I think he's a little bit. I think that's the range. Is he like five ten? Five ten. I'm thinking he's gonna come out about five ten. He's not six six feet. Fuck off. No, he's not. (laughs) He's shorter than me. Um. So yeah. Shout out to Tyler. Keep it up. I appreciate that. I'm really doing my best. Um. Yeah. I just I just appreciate every shout out. Everyone who watches everything. Um, 
Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. No, I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to do the show and, uh, you know, always chat. Um, would you trade Amon Ra for Ooh. 106 and Travis Etienne? 10 team. Uh, oh, that's brutal. You know? Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's, like, that's a tough one to think about. Wow. That is, uh. Yeah, I think so. I. Wow, that is so, so tough, man. Because that 106, you're looking at one of the best. Like, you're probably looking at either Jameer Gibbs or one of the top two wide receivers. That's probably what you're looking at. And ETN, we know his upside in this offense. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, this offense is growing. It's only getting better. We know ETN's a very young, very talented, very explosive, great pass catching running back. And we have seen it in flashes, but nothing consistently. And then we have a Monroe St. Brown who's just over the last two years, or I mean, actually like over the last year and a half, more like it, just dominated. Like, just straight up has dominated and has become one of the best wide receivers in Dynasty. I mean, that is really, I think I would take the 106 in ETN, but man, that is so, so close for me. That is, that is just like, I mean, if I saw this done in a league, it'd be very hard for me to decide. But if you're making me choose, I'd go 106 ETN. Yeah, I'm with you. The upside of the 106 is just uh, – because if you get – like if you hit on that wide receiver and ETN does all right, then you're looking at a pretty nice deal there. Especially like, you know, with the Monroe St. Brown, as much as we wanted to say like he's a stud, Jameson Williams is still coming around the corner. We still have question marks about this quarterback position for the Lions. Like is it going to be Jared Goff after next year? I would doubt it. And who is it going to be? We have no idea. So definitely uh, definitely some concerns with Monroe St. Brown there, too. It's not just um, on the other side. Hmm. I think you're going to be there. It, yeah, yeah it, de it definitely feels like Amon Ra has reached his near peak, at least. Like, it, it's, he's, really, he's firmly in that top 10, I think, for most people, right? And then... It's like, do we really think, regardless of how well he does, he's he can even move up even higher? So I just think he's at that peak, and at that 106, you still have a guy that teams are going to pick early on in the draft in the first round and yeah. could basically just be, you know. And the thing with the Monroe is, like, I, I just don't think – like, he, he has another – like, you mentioned Jameson Williams. He basically did nothing. Obviously, like he was, he was hurt. Yeah, he I mean, nothing. It is a dark. James Williams is a dark not, drum, Yeah, and they're not at all really like taking each other's targets to, to any degree. Like they're they're different players, but it's just like the draft capital. I think somewhat plays a part in my mind. Where you know, obviously, Monra, great story. He's very late pick, but like there's a reason the team took a wide receiver in the top half of the first round. Like and. So I, I do think, like, in terms of the value, like that 106 and ETN, uh, I, I think that's hard to pass up, on my, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is tough. I, I, I love Monroe Samper. I think he's a fantastic player. But, uh, yeah, this, this return is pretty good. <laughs> this return is nice. Mm -hmm. What are you laughing Absolutely. at? Absolutely. What am I not laughing at? Let's be honest here. No, I'm just checking out the laughing, comments right here. Are you <laughs> laughing at, the, at your shout-out? <laughs> oh no no man that those, those things happen that's my boy craig he's the fucking best <laughs> coach but uh yeah no uh, i was laughing at the one down uh, florosaurus there 
Uh, they're self-absorbed enough to bring up that it's their birthday. So birthday shout out to Florasaurus! Yeah! <laughs> great, great job, man. Your parents uh, fucked, and now day. here you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, goodness. that happens. So this could happen. That's that's crazy yeah. how that works. The butterfly effect. <laughs> we, 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 gave, we gave them a shout out. Let's let's help them out with their their question. All right, bring it. We we definitely talked about. Earlier on, yes, but I was not on Swift. Tyler seems completely out. I can, I can say yes, he is pretty out. Soros is double my age. Congratulations, Jesus Christ! I love messing with people about that, man. It's so funny. Sorry. So, I mean. Go ahead. Sh- short answer. Short answer. Can you trust Etn, Swift, and Hunt as your as your top three RBs? Mm-hmm. Probably not. <laughs> I, would, I, I wouldn't scary. want to. That's scary. I yeah. Want to. The thing is Swift, exactly. though. The thing is Swift. That's interesting. The lines. They might resign Jamal Williams. Obviously, it's a big question mark. Jamal is an older running back. We he just scored. Yeah, we did talk about Jamal Williams yesterday. Yeah, I'm more on the side that I think they will re-sign him. Tyler was on the side where he doesn't think so. But uh, I think they're going to re-sign him because he's just like so like just a great energy for the team. Like that team clearly loves him and loves his energy. The coach, Dan Campbell, loves him. It's very clear that the Lions organization loves Jamal Williams. How and can you not it? really? Thank <laughs> you! Who doesn't? Who doesn't love Jamal Williams? Like Everyone loves Jamal Williams. If you don't love Jamal Williams, like – there's something wrong with you. You need to figure yourself out. Look in the mirror. Look <laughs> inward. There. There's something no wrong. Angels. <laughs> he does. But anyway, like, if he gets re- – because the thing is, there is a chance he doesn't get re-signed. I mean, he's a free agent. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. And if he gets let go, DeAndre Swift is, has a huge opportunity here to like, just take the workhorse role again. But I don't think – The don't Alliance could also easily just add a running back right away. Yeah. Like, they could everything easily we've do seen it. the team do says has they proven don't, they don't do want that. DeAndre Swift. They don't yeah. want – that he's not the main guy. He's not the twenty carry, five catch, five target guy that some other teams use their workhorse back in that role. Like he's just not that guy. And I think rightfully so. Like he's definitely gotten banged up whenever he does kind of yeah. get more of a workload. And yeah, I think it's fair for the concerns about DeAndre Swift, like the Lions have with him. I think it's totally fair because he's dealt with so many injuries in his career so far when he's gotten that role. I think he's built for more of like a pass catching type of role. In, in an offense. I don't know if he's built for the 20 carry role. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, hate I mean, to say it because I don't like, a, I don't like, I don't like labeling players. Oh, go ahead. At 18 overall. I don't know. They do. would look good in li- oh, Lion Oh my God, man. That would be just, that would be so? so insane. Hey, I just mocked him there in my last one. Man, you guys are fucking right on. <laughs> that I is. Tell you, wow. Something just came across on Sleeper. What? Yeah, Mr. Wentz, what we got? Yeah. Whoa! Carson, the Washington release Carson failure. Oh, <laughs> released it. It's official. Wow. Release. And you know what? I good have a good idea for his next career. I really do. You know, <laughs> McDonald's spokesperson? It's going to be good. I think <laughs> go and play football in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Eric, where exactly are you from? I'm from Cork. It's the south of Ireland. Yeah, no, so uh, one of my best friends moved to Ireland. Um, 
and he he was from Ireland originally. Then uh, someone said my mic is quiet. I just turned it up a little bit. We've been having some like audio stuff, so I, try, I turned my mic down to try to reduce that, but I just turned it up a little bit. So let, let me know if, if that sounds better. But that does sound better I, to me, yeah. I, sounds I a little, little bit better? Yeah, All right, good. Um, so, but I had a friend who lived in Ireland, and he moved to, to Dublin, and he played American football at college at, at, univer- yeah. at UCD. Yeah. So I was suggesting that Carson Wedge should go and play football in Ireland <laughs> just to honor his, his memory. He's, he's still alive, but, like, he's um, uh, <laughs> <is> far away. <laughs> I don't think he's made the Cork Admirals. <laughs> but seriously, though, we don't we don't think Wentz is a starter anywhere, right? You, we don't the think he's going to chance. He's not a starter, right? Yeah, he's not a starter again. So will he will he be signed by a team at all? Oh, probably. He'll probably be signed oh, by yeah. someone. But like, I mean, like, I mean, I don't like. He's not going to start anywhere. He's going to be the next Blaine Gabbert, man. That motherfucker just going to rove around the NFL, just drifting like the littlest hobo. Carson Shout Wentz out, Canada. Such, like, Carson Wentz has proven to be such a locker room cancer, though. Like, who's going to want him? Like, it's, like, it's been proven by soccer teams that he wants to be a <laughs> locker room cancer and that he's a problem. We should, we should pull the segment about my seven-segment rant about Frank Wright's record. It was, oh, it was very poor. You know, it was very poor. I will say Tyler's like half volume of everyone else, but I'm twice as loud as everyone else. So if we turn me to half volume, then it kind of makes up for it, right? Yeah, Coach Frank Sports. Like That's a great point, Coach. Gabbard, Gabbard is a good teammate. Yeah, he's a good teammate. Carson Wentz is not. Um, okay. But in, in terms of uh, – oh, happy birthday, Flosaurus, 32. Why we were talking about it earlier. Um, <laughs> double hunches. Uh, yep, I, that. I said that earlier too. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. So Carson Wentz was released. So I mean, I don't know. Does it, I think this is not really news, right? To a degree. We no. All yeah, he's gonna get cut. Yeah, he's gonna cut. Him. I, I honestly think Carson Wentz might be done in the NFL because he's so toxic that I'm not sure he's gonna yeah. really want Carson Wentz as your backup. Like Carson Wentz. Yeah, that's why I asked toxic. if he. No? That's why I asked the question because he <laughs> yeah. is like. He's proven over his last two teams, over his last three teams, honestly, the Eagles for the, for the end. Like, he is not a good teammate to have. He's not a good player to have in the locker room. Like, why do you want him? I will like, say, I don't know Carson. Like, I don't know him. Like, no. I don't know, don't know that him. he's a bad, bad, you know, I don't know that he's a bad person. But I think it's safe to say that he has <laughs> not been good for his NFL teams. And he's been a distraction. Well, he but does have red hair. We know that. <laughs> I think it's fair. To say that he's been a distraction and he has caused problems for his NFL teams in the locker room and on the field, even if he's not a bad person. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know what his future looks like, but in, in Superflex, I basically think he's worth it. What about next? Is this maybe his future? U.S. He's not wrong. I don't know though. I mean, we saw AJ McCarron playing in the XFL, right? And I think AJ McCarron might have more talent left. Than <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is a great question. I think. Well, it depends on what you're asking. Who's better. better at what? But 
Yeah, I think Wentz is the better player, unfortunately. But uh, that says a lot. I know Zach Wilson's <laughs> a pretty big player too. He's a player too. That's right. <laughs> but does yeah, he crush he, a he, lot? I will say. <laughs> Zach Wilson is very into to women that are three times. That's a reference way past um, your fucking age, buddy. <laughs> no, I think I think I think I might know, I might know what you're saying. I might know what you're saying. I think I know what you're saying. Yeah, I think I know what you're saying. That's good. Yeah. In all in all seriousness, I did read that and I thought that was a cool little story. No, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, he, he wants yeah, to have oh, highlights. Yeah. He wants to have played. And yeah, I saw that yeah. on Twitter, and that was fantastic. That was so good. Now, I saw I saw yeah, like a I whole like, big paragraph on Twitter. It was like, oh, man, that is so sweet. That is so amazing. I, I don't think that Carson Wentz being released is really news. It's more no. like, at this point, you know. Confirmation. He, he doesn't That's, have any value. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. Do we do this one? Yeah. Oh, K-Makers. Well, I'm 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 honestly buying in Dynasty. I don't know how you guys feel about K-Makers. I'm buying in for Dynasty Fantasy Football with K-Makers. I mean, towards the end of the year, he proved that he's he looked good. Like you watch the videos over the last four weeks. Like I watched uh I found a YouTube compilation every single touch. Weeks 15, 16, 17, 18, all four games. He actually looked pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie, he looked very impressive. He had some good 15 plus char- like 15 yard uh, plus plays like he was breaking tackles, making moves, making people miss. He looked good, cut it like making cuts. He looked overall very, very impressive. And you look at the stats as well like his yards after contact per attempt, his broken tackle rate was both top 10 in the NFL in those four weeks. He was actually really impressive in those two marks. Like, not just the video, like when you watch him play, he looked good and the stats show it as well. And when you look at next year for the Rams, who on earth are they giving the ball to? They got nobody right now. They're 14 no picks over, either. They, no picks. They're 14 million over the cap. They got nothing. Nobody. Like the Rams they, they, cannot afford to bring in a free a, a yeah. better free agent running back than Cam Akers. No, they, they can't cannot afford, afford to no. spend some of their limited draft capital on a running back. I don't Yeah, they think. don't. They don't. And also they when you look spend at a, they actually have it's interesting. They actually have eight day three picks. They do. I think they, they could spend one of those on a running back. Maybe, but, but that's, that's not, not going to be someone there. who's better than Cam Akers. No, it's not going to be worth anything. And Akers, like, and I'm not just saying in the backfield as well. I'm saying in the receiving game too because they have Cooper Cup and, like, like what on the other side. And Cam Akers has proven that over, over his career in flashes, he's proven that he can catch the football. And additionally, when you look at it, Matthew Stafford, this Rams offensive line last year, very mediocre when you look at Pat, uh, when you look at uh, success rate, when you look at uh, pass blocking success rate, they were one of the were one of the worst teams in the NFL in that stat. They were one of the worst teams in sacks allowed. And their offensive line, as we Tyler was just saying, over the cap, they are not like they're not in a situation where they're gonna add tons of offensive line depth. They they're gonna be a bad offensive line. That's gonna mean throwing the football to K Makers when he's under pressure. So I'm I'm in on K Makers. I'm buying him a ton of dynasty. Um yeah well, no, probably I pass. Would... I, I I'd be thinking I'd be buying him two or three, two or four, would you? Well, let's. See I would here. absolutely do that. And I have, I have the ADP. I would do that. Um, I have the ADP here. It says uh, RB twenty five, uh, eighty two point eight three overall. Yep. Uh, for I me, love that. I don't I like hate that. it. I don't hate it. But then when I look at comparable players, let's look at that. One spot behind Zach Charbonnet. Uh, I'd probably rather take my chances uh, on Zach Charbonnet. Uh, I'd rather what I haven't seen 
over what I have. Cam Akers has been okay, but I think I'd rather start over. And then, so there's some other players. I mean, Keishon Butte is behind him. There's someone interesting that I'm interested in. Uh, there's some quarterbacks. But yeah, I mean, the value range seems about right. It's about where I have him. I mean, most of the players ahead of him, I'd prefer with a, maybe an exception or two. And most of the players behind him with an exception or two, I would prefer Cam Akers over. So his value seems spot on to me. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm more I'm more uh, on the buying side. I think the upside is, I think people underrate his upside because I think the volume is just going to be there. At an, like, the volume just has to be there so much. And if he, like, looks, if he plays as well as he did towards the end of last year, like, he's going to be an RB1 in fantasy football. Like, it's how going about, to happen. How about there's a trade that came in involving involving two of the guys we've already spent oh, lots man. of. This oh, three ew, players I don't want. Ew, three. Nah, it is. Yeah, it is. It two, is. Two, those are interesting names. I, wow. Oh my goodness, that is that is really fr- that is really tough because uh, I, all three of those players can be very gross. I'm, I I do love Acres, but he could also be very gross. But um, if I'm selling Swift, I'd rather just get whatever pick I can, like whatever high, like the highest. Yeah, I feel pick you can get. I feel you can get more. I feel you can like, get better options. I don't want to toil that. around in in other ro- running back just mediocrity like it's just like that's what it seems like you're not okay. yeah oh, go ahead yeah go swift, on, man. swift is probably worth more just just get rid of him for something else <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah no josh do your uh oh yeah my family's on the way back and kids having meltdowns so i'm gonna go pull some dad duty but uh as always Appreciate y'all tuning in and having me on here. Um, yeah. Next time the beard will be a little longer. Always, always, always <laughs> we, will see you, we will see you soon. Just uh, hit my Absolutely. DMs for the next, for, to book another spot. Absolutely. Y'all have yourselves a great day. Go check out the Smoke Show on uh, YouTube. We have fun. Yep. You, you know how I do. Link. I'll put a link. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. All right, guys. Peace. Win your le- leagues. All of them. Except for if you're against me. Fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> oh my god. I got oh, he's great. Alright, so where, where were we? We were at Swift or Acres or and Gibson. I think I think to officially say to go for an answer, I think I'm actually gonna take Cam Akers and Antonio Gibson. And I but I would want like I just I want, want none to, of these players want, at all. Like I I like Akers. I want him on my team, but I don't, I don't him, want but... Gibson and I don't I'm, want Swift. Yeah. I just don't want those players at all. If oh, I have, way, um, this is the link to Josh's YouTube. Check it out. So check that out. Yeah. Go I mean, ahead. if I have Swift, I'm like, I think I'm sticking with what I said. Like, I think he's worth more than that technically. And I'd rather yeah. cash out on not those players, like any pick. Like, <laughs> so it, it's just tough. But yeah, I, I agree with at that. At the same I time, Swift, I, I don't want. want yeah, but if I if I have Acres and Gibson, I also wouldn't want to trade them for Swift. Like it's, I don't like either part of it to be honest. Like I'd rather Acres and Gibson. I'd rather just like hold Acres probably and sell Gibson for whatever you can get at that point, right? Instead of kind of packaging them into Swift, who I'm, we're also kind of iffy on. So yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, yeah, I agree let's keep going. So I'm gonna try to get us to the bottom of the chat. Uh, and then right, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up the show. Um, a week ago, I traded. So, yeah, if you want to get your questions in, this is your last chance. Um, yeah, go, go. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, no, these, um, these shows typically I, um, you know, I'd like to keep them around an hour and a half. I don't mind going over, but two, two hours is like the max. Like I, I just cut it. Um, Trade Gino, Zay, Foreman, Jamal Williams, Elijah Moore. A lot of pieces. Is Zay Zay for, Jones? Gotta be. Yeah. Zay Jones. Yeah. Right. Um, for Dotson, 24 first and second. Uh, it's Dotson easily, right? Yeah, it's definitely Dotson. It's a bunch easily. of it's a bunch of mess for a Dotson and a first. Yeah, yeah it's Dotson. Twenty four first is worth more than the last four pieces combined, and I'd rather have Dotson over Gino, even in superflex. Yep, so. I agree there. Exactly, exactly. Uh, close. That was an easy one. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So good I trade. Take, I set my <laughs> mic back to auto adjust, so I, sh- I now I should sound loud. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I had to do it because the echo. Um, because my, my sound system is decent, but uh, it's not. I still need, maybe I need a new mic. What do we think of the overall landscape of quarterback position? It seems like these Jackson, Carr, Daniel Jones issues wouldn't have been a thing five years ago. I agree with that. I think teams are more likely to uh, adjust their quarterback position. Uh, like, there was a period of time where, not so long ago, Tennessee stuck with Marcus Mariota for four years and into year five. Miami stuck with Ryan Tannehill, which is funny to mention him in the same sentence as Marcus Mariota uh, for like seven years. Like we don't, teams don't do that anymore. You know, they're more likely to cycle through their quarterbacks than in the past. The quarterbacks are starting to make impacts early. You see it with Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. You see it with these guys early making impacts right away. And teams are seeing that and like, yo, you better start making an impact or you're going to move on. I would generally say that unless you're a horrible like most rookie quarterbacks who are drafted in the first round get two years to start. But if you yeah. haven't shown an improvement by the end of year two, you don't necessarily even get a year three. No. It depends on the situation. Like it depends on the situation and how easy it is for the team to replace you, just how bad you were. But like someone like Zach Wilson, we're at the end of yeah. year two and it's already, it's like, it's not if they're going to replace Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson will not be their starter. Like it's, it'll be anyone else. Like they're looking into literally every other option other than him. So might be a great cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I think the Jets need to send Zach Wilson out of town, to be honest. Yeah, they need to get him out. He needs to be done. Yeah, they need to cut him. If I were the Jets, I would sign Derek Carr, re-sign Mike White as the backup, and ship Zach Wilson out. What I would do. I think um, that's what they would like to do. I, I think that's what <laughs> to I some extent. <laughs> Because I don't think you can keep Zach Wilson around as QB three. I mean, that's no, silly. no. Um, the other guy outperformed Wilson though. Someone came in uh, for Zach Wilson. What was his name? Josh Johnson came in at some point. Oh no, Chris there's Strabler. another one. Chris Strebler. Chris Strebler. Yeah, yeah, Strebler. Yeah. CFL oh, journey, God. man. Bro, he was like, right. let's um, crazy. That's right. So Gabbert's a good team. Wait, Carson Wentz is not going to the Bucks. Um. Yeah. I think Howell is going to be their starter week one. Yeah, Howell to be the starter. They'll have some other option. I mean, it could be Taylor Heineke. It could be Mike White if they are interested in Mike White. It could be someone like Baker Mayfield or Gardner Minshew. They'll have other options. They'll have other options. I think our next comment, like actual questions, already yeah. pretty far this down. Is all, that's very true. Kyron Williams is, is, is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Kyron this. Williams. I think this is the next comment. Oh. Uh, okay. So I think what this is referring to is – isn't Tyler's RB25 a lot lower scoring? No. What it's what he means to ask, I believe, is do I not rank the RB25 lower overall in ADP than the average RB25? Yes. For me, it's not it's RB20. RB25 is already in this part of the range where it starts to shift back for me, where I start to like running backs more again. 
the range where I really dislike running backs is like seven to 20. Like I said, I had DeAndre Swift at RB 13, but he's like similar to the ranking, but I have him like two rounds lower in overall value. Yeah. It's really that those, that teens range that I just hate those guys. 25, you already, because as you get to later in drafts, I actually like running backs because they're the ones that give you sell opportunities. And then I actually like them again. Like my RB 50 is probably higher in the rankings than the RB 50 and ADP. So it flips back, but it's that middle, it's that middling to mid high running backs that I tend to despise. Uh, and then, you know, yeah. Burrow, Diggs and Camara or Dak, Waddle and Javante. Oh, um, one QB. Oh, one QB. One QB makes it a lot more interesting. I think I'm just going to stick with Waddle. Waddle is by far. I would as well. He is the best. He is definitely the best piece of this trade. You still have some hope with Javante if he can eventually come back from the injury. And Dak Prescott, in a one quarterback, he's serviceable as a quarterback one. So yeah. And we know we know Kamara's washed. Diggs doesn't have too much time left. So I would take uh, Waddle definitely. Waddle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mic drop. We talked about this for Cup and the 107 earlier. But yeah, we did. We had a big discussion. We actually have to talk about Cup multiple times. I would right. look for, yeah, rookie picks is the best yeah. option there. Would you prefer the flexibility of 104 and 105? Oh, four and five. All right. Well, I'd rather have four and yeah. five. Yeah, four and yeah. five. Um, Definitely. Or what if they're saying... Getting, you're probably getting Jameer Gibbs or One of them, though. They're saying yeah. you're flexible if you have both back to back, but if you trade one of them for London, then you don't have, you know. I think I'd rather just hold the pick and wait for it to appreciate in value. I think you can get a better offer during the draft than London. Yeah, oh, most definitely. You'll um, get but right now, I have London valued in between the 104 and 105, so it's the right value range. Yeah. If I, I have the pick, fair. I think you can get more. Yep, I agree. Burks in 202 or 105? Um, For me, I want Burks. Uh, for me, this is dependent on if it's uh super flex or not. Uh, that does that does make it harder for me, but I want Burks. On one QB, I want Burks for sure. Uh yeah. in Superflex, I think I still want Burks. Because this is yeah. gonna be uh this is gonna be a class where the two oh two is valuable. Like this classic there's a big, big tier after like the first like, would five I pay would I pay the two oh two to get from Burks to JSN? Maybe, probably not. It's a lot to add. The 202 in this class is going to be strong. It's a deep class. Yes. Yeah. That's so, what yeah, I just mentioned. Yeah. I'd lean the Burke side. Class. In one QB, yeah. it's easy. The Burke yes. side. Superflex makes uh, it tougher. In Superflex, it's tough. Yep. Okay. CD or Bijan? And the person was saying 104 or 105. With yeah, Lyman, yeah. But we are kind of. Yeah, I figured that. Um, CD Bichon. or Bijan? Oh, man. I want CD. That, but it's very, very yeah, close. So close. For me, like. In my one, like in my rankings, I have Jefferson and Chase ahead of uh, Bijan, and everyone else behind. And CD Lamb, I basically have equal right now. I'm yeah, leaning towards CD Lamb, but it's, it's close. yeah, it is very very close. But yeah, in in one QB, I either have Bijan third or fourth overall. Yeah, him and CD Lamb are competing for that spot. So it's, yeah. it's dead on. Even sounds right. Uh, okay. If Richardson goes number one overall, would you take him QB2 <sighs> in fantasy record? If Richardson goes number one overall, then I'm going to be reevaluating my thinking. Because oh, if he yeah, goes number yeah. one overall, then I'm not sure he shouldn't be QB1. If he's number one, if he goes number one overall in the NFL draft, there's then clearly the NFL disagrees with my assessment. Yeah. And I'm fine with him being QB1 then. 
I mean, yep, you I see a lot of stuff about how like m- most or a lot of people view him as the most, you know, like intriguing and juicy and like potential. But like right now, and then like so far what he's shown, like it's not that he's really ready to step into that. But, you know, it, it's it's hard to put a lot so much into draft capital, like so much stock into it. But like if he goes not number hard one, all. I don't think it's well, yeah, no, I, I mean, not when, not when he goes number one overall, all of a sudden when, you know, it's very it's, simple to me. The NFL is going to tell me exactly like my opinion on Anthony Richardson is set in stone. I think he's bad, but I trust that if the NFL takes him number one overall, I will trust that I'm not right and that he's good. And then I'll take him as QB one. Yeah, honestly, uh, I, I don't think I could. I, I don't think I would agree less. I, wait, I couldn't agree more with that. Sorry. Yeah. I couldn't uh, agree more with that. <laughs> Top 10, he's probably going to be QB three for me easily. If he goes number one overall, then, then, yeah. then that's a, that's, that's he is one. someone who is. With Will Levis, the fantasy upside's not there. It, there's no crazy no, rushing not. upside with him. So I'm willing, with Will Levis, I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to just be wrong and say, I don't want Will Levis and let someone else yep. take him. I'm willing to just Colts accept that I can make a mistake. But with Anthony Richardson, the fantasy upside is so there that if the NFL is in, I have no choice to, but to be in, despite the fact that I don't think he's a good prospect yep. at all. And, because yeah. remember, fantasy football and real life football are not the same thing. So mm-hmm. if you can chase someone who can be a high-end fantasy asset, you do it. If the NFL is with you. If the NFL is not with you, then you don't chase them. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Tim Tebow of the okay. CFL. Stra- yeah, Strebler. Kyler and Chase or Burrow and Boyd? Uh, Kyler and Chase in a Super Bowl. Yeah, or, yeah, or in one QB as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's... Chase yeah, so easily. I love, I love Burrow, of, but <laughs> Chase is yeah. so, so good. And I, uh, I, I mean, I even don't like Kyler and Dynasty. I'm selling him in Dynasty if oh, I can. I, and I yeah, don't this, want that is, this is obscene. That's crazy. No, that's like, insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah this is that insane. is absolutely wild. I really like the Lions as a rookie QB landing spot. Um, I think that's interesting. I, I do think that's interesting. To be honest, though, I don't see it happening. I don't Unless see it either, a, but it'd I don't be see it happening because I think Young and Stroud will be gone before they pick. And I think six for them is too early to take one of the others. So I, I think I think if they could pick Anthony Richardson at 18, they would. Yeah, it would be interesting to see like if Anthony Richardson in the Lions sit behind golf for at least half a year or full year. I think there's a couple of teams. Like in. I think yeah. Washington at 16 and Detroit at 18. They would take yes. Anthony Richardson there if, if if he were there. They're not gonna mortgage their team to get them, but they would take him. But yeah, I think he'll be gone and I don't, you know, I think they'll stick with what they have for now. Yeah, I uh, but I, I don't been, disagree with. Richardson's not making out of the top ten at this point. It, it like the yeah, so I don't, I don't think he's piling. Happy. It's piling. I think the Lions might trade down from six honestly, to someone who wants Richardson. Potentially. They could. Uh, they could get a haul for that if a quarterback is in play. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, we talked about the London and Burks trades. Uh, would you trade Kyler in the one ten to get Najee in the two hundred three in a twelve team one QB? Uh, I mean, on value, I think. Najee is worth more than that. I mean, Najee in a one QB is worth more than the one ten, and Kyler and the one yeah, and a one QB two hundred three is worth more than Kyler. So I would take the Najee side is worth more. I don't really want to trade for Najee, but it's it's worth more. Yeah, I think I think, I, think I would agree to. there just slightly since the one quarterback league. Yeah, the value is significantly on the Najee side. It, it really yeah, ridiculously low. Um, draft capital trumps all Excel spreadsheets. That I agree with. Yes. Uh, when it comes to anything, <laughs> not just the 101. 
and the NFL will tell you, yeah, there are certain players. Bijan's going to be my 101 no matter what. You know, there are certain oh, yeah, Bijan Robinson is 101. Doesn't matter. But, you know, there are certain players that are. You have what if Bijan falls to the second round? Does that change well, it, anything? No. It Does that not change it? No, I learned that from Jonathan Taylor. I learned my lesson. All right. Uh, better long-term outlook, Pickens or Jameson Williams? If Jameson Pickens. Williams can get it together, I would prefer Jameson Williams, but Pickens. Pickens I'll take is the Pickens because I've outfit. seen something. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, like, I mean, like when you look at their both their offenses, I mean, both of them have, you know, questionable quarterbacks. Both of them have a big-time wide receiver in front of them, but one of them actually showed a lot of talent in their first year, and one of them did not in, oper- in games played. I know that it's like, you know, always like coming off an injury, but like he literally showed nothing. Like, absolutely nothing at all. Pickens showed a lot. So, definitely take Pickens. People are burnt by Malik Willis. You gotta, you gotta jump Willis. over ARSP, like. People are only burnt by Malik Willis if they drafted him before the NFL draft. So, yeah. Like, yeah. if Anthony Richardson falls to the third round, then I'm not going to want him. Yeah, no. If Andrew yeah. Richardson falls, yeah. if Andrew Richardson, if Richardson falls past the first round, I'm not going to want him in fantasy. Yeah, I'm not going to. I learned my lesson on that with Malik Willis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I'm not doing that again. He still went too high in rookie draft. I've never seen a quarterback produce to the level Kyler has for fantasy, despite the bad situation. Uh what bad situation? The one where he had a lot of weapons. I, mm, I don't know about. I don't know about bad. Situations. I haven't had the best coaching staff, but I'll look. I'll, I'll talk about because Kyler Murray here. He is in like because I think he's. I don't think that I think long term Kyler Murray could come back, but I'm selling him in dynasty fantasy football because 2023 is going to be such a bad year that it's going to sink his value so unbelievably much. Like I think we'll be looking at Kyler Murray in 2024 next off season as a buy because Kyler Murray this season the Cardinals are going to be a horrible team, horrible team. They might have the number one overall pick. I wouldn't be too shocked. Like they're going to be a horrible NFL team next year. Kyler Murray is not ready for this season. Like he's not going to start week one. And if he does, same, he's not going to be good. It's the same thing as Javante Williams. Yes, exactly. Buy him it's for less later. Thing. So why buy him now? Exactly. That's exactly the point. That's exactly it. It's just that simple. It, it really yeah. is. You can sell and you can use, you can still sell Kyler for a lot right now in a super flex league. You can still do it. People like people are I, buying I, on Kyler. That. I would want to sell Kyler and I, I don't want to buy him because you're buying into a bad season. All right. Last couple of questions. Uh, are no. you pro drafting rookies before draft capital? No, I'm big against that. Sorry. Yeah, that's too good. No, I am. Uh, yeah, no. Yes, this year the situation was bad. Not every year. He's had years where the situation was not so bad. What about the other years with DeAndre Hopkins? It really wasn't that bad. I mean, he and he has not been bad. I just pe- yes, people hate on Kyler Murray, but the reason to sell him has nothing to do with his play on the field. It has to do with his injury. You know. and the fact that he can buy him back for less later. Um, yeah, exactly. unfortunately I couldn't be more against this for me. It's the middle zone that I've never had any interest in. If you want to have these guys in advance, play in a Debbie league. If you want to draft a regular league, I want it to be after the NFL draft, this middle of drafting them before the NFL draft. I just would never play in such a league. I would not enjoy it. It wouldn't be something I would enjoy for me. It just isn't for my, it's not for me. And as a content yeah, it's- creator, it's not something that really benefits me and my skill set. So unfortunately, just more selfishly, I just have no interest this format yeah i kind of agree and it's also like i i feel like you know draft it's it is kind of fun though like let's say you draft before and then you're watching the nfl draft to see where your prospect goes like the guys that you draft in your rookie draft see where they go that is kind of i would i could see that i, I see the fun. appeal i could see that being kind of fun but like we were talking about earlier with malik willis so like he was hyped up like this guy's gonna be drafted in the first round 
these other quarterbacks as Ritter, these guys could be drafted in the first round, and then you pick them in like the first round of your dynasty startup uh, in, in a super flex league, and then all of a sudden they get drafted in the third and the fourth round, and then you're yeah. killed because you didn't have that information beforehand. I think that's unfair. So I would want, yeah, I would, I agree. I don't think that's a, I, I don't, I would not run my leagues that way. Yeah. And I would All not right, want I'll, to play in a league that runs that way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, Joe Mixon will still get a starting job elsewhere. Yes, 100%. But, but it's not going to be as good as where it is now. Um, yeah. Eh, we talked about this. Uh, and, and yeah, it's really just about the value with Kyler Murray. And then, yeah, it's a big risk reward. I just, I just don't Go enjoy ahead. it. It's an enjoyment thing. Um, but anyway. Uh, I appreciate everyone who asked questions. The chat got really lively as we went on the show. It did. Um, and yeah, uh, anyone have anything to plug? Um, no, I mean, me and Tyler have an episode of my podcast coming out tomorrow. tomorrow so yeah. Check that out. Yeah. Uh, Eric, you got anything to anything to plug that you want to plug? Um, just sign up for DLF using the underdog code before it runs out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. What is there? Like get one me more paid. Day? Get you paid. Get you all paid. Maybe not corner. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I, I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, no, you definitely should check out DLF. And remember that if you're looking at tweets oh, yeah. from the at DL football account, uh, some of those are coming from Eric. So, and the others are coming from the other Eric. So it's, it's an Eric, Eric duo there. Um, AG is my burner account. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I appreciate everyone for watching. Uh, I will see you all uh, tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. I have my doing like a little rookie preview right uh, so that'll be fun and then uh yeah i have the patreon show that i did of patreon questions is up on the channel so you can if you look at the home page you can see that uh and other than that uh i will see you all next time peace